previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Uh, Rick, your thoughts? I apologize for initially giggling <laughs> at the idea of uh, a, a breast uh, implant illness. I uh, that is, I'm sure. I mean, a I thing. Doctor, but I'm sure that's a, a very real thing. Yes. With that, I apologize. I set you up for that. I'm sorry. Not what I was expecting. But uh, <laughs> I'm interested in hearing more about that. I feel uh, like we need to have her on. Similar to what I used to use on your mom. It's, the- <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 212 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, should have asked how she pronounced her last name. It's Carrie T H U E T T. T H U T T? T H U E T T. Thewit. I'm going to guess. Thewit. Thewit. Thewit or Tuit? I'm going to go with Thewit, but that's probably wrong. I'm going to go with Thewit. Okay, well. God, we should have figured this out. Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> Um, and she is awesome. And let me tell you about her a little bit. She's uh, uh, has a PhD in neurotoxicology. She worked for a private toxicology firm in San Francisco doing expert witness litigation work and writing and reviewing health documents for the U.S. and Canada. Hmm. How about that? Started f- uh, Fully Fueled Fitness, a health and wellness nutritional therapy and strength conditioning business, certified and or licensed as a nutritional therapy practitioner, strength and conditioning coach, and behavior Modification mentor, sports nutrition coach, and Russian kettlebell and barbell coach. She does CrossFit too. Uh, the, I, the, her note was that is a lot of blah blah blah. Just say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, PhD in like uh, you know science stuff like blah that. Blah, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, no, that's not I mean, blah blah blah. PhD, I would insist on everyone calling me doctor. Would you insist on me calling you doctor? I would. Ins- <laughs> I don't think we should go into that. What I would insist on you calling. <laughs> okay, let's not. Okay, we have a, a listener email we need to get to, and then I have a, a, a story for you from the Alabama LSU game. Okay, yes, 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 yes. So there's this uh, uh, Mike Smith. Um, I I don't want to say his email, but it's funny. I think his name, his email is funny. Like this is the actual email address. <laughs> I don't want to like say it over the thing. Okay. Then everyone, yeah, then he's going to get like thousands and thousands. No, he's going to get an email from my mom and dad. <laughs> okay, it says, Hi, Mark and Rick. I've been uh, watching micro farming videos lately and watched this the other day, It uh, really about a no-till farm and how we, he rarely has to pull weeds because he doesn't till his soil. And this guy... Stop, stop, stop. Micro farming. Is that like planting like one like jalapeno plant or just like a, like a honey i shrunk the kids jalapeno plant it's like you have to see with a microscope that's not the honey i shrunk the kids means that it's a, a macro farm a gigantic jalapeno. no no yeah the they kids, all got shrunk oh super- yeah the kids got shrunk the plants didn't get shrunk well that's true so what's easier shrinking right. the plants are shrinking the probably the, the, shrink, the shrinking the kids anyway but what really caught my attention was what he says about disease and the life cycle of plants. It also relates to every living thing. It's, so anyway, it's this video on micro farming, and I'm going to put this uh, link in the show notes. And I think it's very interesting about uh, plants kind of doing what they're designed to do. And that's what we look at in the show is like humans doing what humans are designed to do. And I think uh, I'm, I'm also reading a book. <laughs> Ragging okay. Montage. 
who are having a book read at you. No, maybe. maybe. No, this one is I'm reading it on my phone. It's called The Red Queen, and it talks about how things that are transplanted from their natural habitats never do as well as as they do in their natural habitats, right? Like, and, the, uh, like the whales, the killer whales that we had, uh, what's her name on, talking about how that yes. flops. Precisely. That is exactly that. It happens to plants. It happens to humans. It happens to everything. And uh, all that to say, Mike, thank you for the email. And uh, and this is good stuff. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copy this into the show notes. Let me do that right now before yeah. I forget. And then he also wrote back and said, uh, thanks for mentioning uh, the snake diet. He started late August and he's down 30 pounds. And this was in late October. So in like two months... Uh, he's been doing, uh, he did the long, his longest fast was four days. You're questioning what we're talking about with a snake diet. It's basically you're, ex- you're experimenting with extended periods of fasting, like, uh, typically 48 to 72 hours. Uh, so yes. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rick, this story, I have not told anyone yet, so I don't know if it's a, if it's going to be funny or not. <laughs> well, that's a great way to start off a funny story. Spe- <laughs> <laughs> That's the, my intro of my How to Tell a Funny Story book. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is going to be funny. But here we go. Make you vomit. So I went to the Alabama LSU game in Tuscaloosa. We already reset. Over the weekend. Every year, Mark goes on like a destination college football trip. Yes. This year, it was Tuscaloosa for LSU Alabama. Yes. And as we just mentioned, I typically don't eat. I, I eat before noon twice a year, and that is on our anniversary trip when my wife and I go to this little bed and breakfast and has an incredible breakfast. I, I eat before noon two times per year. <laughs> and the second time is this trip, okay? Mm. Because we always start off the trip on Saturday, game day. We find a little local joint, a little breakfast joint, and we have a, like a Bloody Mary and... Uh, and some and some an omelet or something, right? That's just kind of our little tradition, you know. It's Bloody Marys on game day, kind of a it's a very common tradition. That is gross, but go ahead. So we get to this place and and we're waiting, uh, and uh, to sit down. And so one of the guys goes up and orders a round of of Bloody Marys while we're waiting, and I ordered them like extra spicy. Okay. So then we sit down, and this place lo and behold, is known for its like Bloody Marys. And they had this this option where you can go in, you choose all the things on your Bloody Mary, and it comes in like this. What kind of things can you choose in there? Um, I should have taken a picture of the menu thing that you like go through and like check the boxes of all the things that you want. Like, like you make your own pizza fish or something. Head. Like a fish head and... Uh, yeah, asparagus. Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture of this. Snail. I'm going to send you a picture of this avocado or avocado. Um that's what I have with my eggs. This Bloody Mary, and I want you to describe it when you when you get it. Oh well, I'm gonna, probably going to describe it by like vomiting because there's nothing so, that you throw up more than a Bloody Mary. It's That's like so- well, and this is like a like a two. It's a huge Bloody Mary, and it's extra spicy, right? And it was great. It was like a full meal when you see this thing. All right, so I have the picture. Okay, we have a toothpick with ugh, a carrot, four olives, asparagus. Uh, is that what that is? A yeah. spare? A pickle. Pickle. A uh, pickled okra. Pickle, yeah, okra. Is and that the carrot on top a of carrot, there? Yeah. God, that is so gross. So, I, so I, then I had drank that. And it was like this. It was this incredible experience. Then I had another one. 
Not Uh-oh. that big, just another regular one. Uh oh. Keep keep in mind these are all extra spicy. And then I had an omelet with oh. salsa. Oh, Mark. I know where this is going. So I go from never eating in the morning to we were laughing the next day, like my stomach uh person my, my, the the manager of my stomach was like, Oh, oh, we're opening the hatch a little early. Okay. Um not, not everybody's awake yet. Uh hey guys, uh Hop to it. Uh, looking like we're going to have a Bloody Mary uh, uh, here this morning. No big deal. Not not a big deal. Okay, ready for Bloody the... Better, was a Bloody Mary better going in or coming out? Like, ready for the Bloody... Tiny, just a one Bloody Mary, and then a Bloody Mary waterfall. Stop! That's so gross. No, I'm just, like, into my stomach. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then, like... and like Bloody and, Mary waterfall. No. Gonna no. Out of there. No. And then, every you know, everyone, like, they... they tri- they trip the alarm. It's like a, the submarine. Oh God, oh God. It's like all hands on deck. People are drowning and dying. It's like this whole disaster. I don't think they have the Ooga on the submarine anymore. It's not 1947. I'm sure they do. Ooga. So, <laughs> so, so then after that, you, you're, Someone we're just turns to the colon and says, you have the con. Yeah. So I got to kind of go. We got five minutes here. So, we leave the place, and it's like, tell us how you crapped in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You, I got to get to this. We, we're like 12 blocks away from like the stadium. College game day was there. There's 350,000 people around the stadium. It's, it's the most insane. The president was there, so Secret Service is everywhere. It was, inc- it was incredibly crowded and just oh, packed. Everything was crazy. So we're, we're almost to the stadium. It's about 30 minutes later. And the emergency button is pushed. <laughs> and it's like, I, you know, where are you going to go to the bathroom in that setting? You can't just run into where you're going to go to the bathroom. You can't, you can't just like run into the Starbucks real quick and like run into the bathroom. Okay. Every bathroom, there's a line, there's porta potties, there's, there's, you know, like there's no bathroom availability. And I'm oh. like, I called my group over and I'm like, okay, guys, we got a situation here. Like I'm either gonna have to find a bathroom in the next <laughs> ninety seconds, or I'm gonna Uber back to our Airbnb and just catch y'all later. That's the better idea, by the way. So I see these porta potties up the top of this hill, like through all these. You get Do you have time to get in the Uber and go back? Or no, no, no. I mean, like I'm I'm gonna go back to the Uber because I will be soiled. Oh, I thought you meant to take the Uber back. No, no, there's no way I could. we could have made it. Like, the Uber couldn't have come back down into that traffic. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm about, it's just, I'm about to brown my pants and then just have to, like, walk to, to an Uber. And Yeah, they'll definitely let you in the Uber. Well, they would. They would let me stay in the Uber. <laughs> I just get in and you crawl in the back seat just laying on your stomach. You're yeah. like, just drive. <laughs> so... I find this, I see these porta potties and I go up and this, this is hilarious. I walk up to the guy who's like, who's like, it's like a private tailgate. I walk up to the guy before I even say anything. He goes, porta potty. Oh, wow. You have that look on your face. And I was like, I was like, is it that bad? And he was like, yeah, he's like, here, come, come around here. So he lets all five of us in to this like private tailgate. We walk up to this hill, this parking lot. There's four porta potties that are just like, like in the same parking lot, right next to the little uh, flatbed trailer where a band is up there playing, and there's like the the, the tents and and people are cooking and there's people having drinks and all this stuff, and it's like it's not like a porta potty that's way off to the side, you know. It's just it's right there. 
sitting there. Yeah. So the, the door Everybody opens. Hear you just defiling it. So the door opens, and I'm trying to like you know look calm, and I just kind of walk in very closely. I turn, I lock the door. I immediately look and see to make sure there's toilet paper. Good call. That's a veteran move right there. I spend the next five minutes. Oh no! And a whole roll of toilet paper. Mark Rogers cleaning off the seat. <laughs> <laughs> and it still wasn't to my satisfaction when I finally was like, "Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on! You have not gone that you didn't defile no. the seat. No, this is like Man, you must have really that, that must have. It was like five hours of people just going in there, just not even looking what they were doing. There was paper everywhere. There was it, it was unbelievable. So, long story short, I'm sitting there holding on to the door. So that if, if I like the, how I was holding on to the edge of the closet when I went to the bathroom, that guy. Yes, I'm like praying that nobody comes over and like they pull the door and the lock just kind of falls down. And I, I am, I am an eighth of an inch of plastic away from ultimate and utter human humiliation. Right? Just so to, you're gonna get a staff infection if you sit on that thing. Well, I'm, 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 I'm already sitting down at this point. I skipped over some details, but I'm sitting there holding on to the door. I hate to hear what the details you skipped over were. Right, and I can just, I can hear the band. I can hear people talking. The sun is hitting the top of the porta potty. It was cold, so I have on a hoodie, and the sun is hitting the top of the porta potty. So it's really hot in there. So I start sweating, oh, and it's, and it's just, it's, it goes on and on and on, and I can't. Until the break of dawn. It won't be done. And I was in there for, every time I hear uh, uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane, I'm going to be, I'm going to be taken. It's going to be a Pavlovian response. Yeah, that was one of the songs, That one of the songs that was playing while I was in there by this live band. And I finally, like, get done. And, and that's the other worst part. Everybody, like, knows, hey, that guy went in there a long time ago. Like, what's he been doing? And I just have to, like, open the door and, like, just kind of come out with, you know, tail between my legs. Just, the oh, and then. Not a tail. <laughs> <laughs> that was something that was, that latched onto me from the oh, porta potty. Well, they were, we were saying, we were talking about it the next day, and it's like, you know, they were, I said something about, yeah, the zombie hand came up out of the, out of the oh, water, my. and that wasn't even the worst thing that was happening to me in the porta potty. Is that the worst conditions in which you'd ever deduced? 100% not even close, yes. Not even close? Wow, and okay. I've, and I have, you know, I, but they got to read. a lot of places. They got to rethink the human bathroom situation in crowded places. Like, can we not have, uh, I've thought about this. Like, instead of just a huge, just pit of, just liquid, Yuck. like uh, like the the thing in Star Wars, the first Star Wars, where they're like uh, they're trying to like they're in the garbage chute. If we could not do that, could we have like a nuclear incinerator that as soon as it drops down in there, it just goes, it just vaporizes whatever's in there. Could we not harness like nuclear and fire technology? For Surely. That? Okay, so we it's eight thirty one, and uh, and now Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I hey, I've I've kept that super super innocuous. <laughs> subscribe, yeah. Subscribe to the uh, simply human uh, insider behind the behind the curtain pass to hear Mark like uh, tell the full story. Yeah. Ins- <laughs> anyway, I just stopped myself from saying something else. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this call and let's call Carrie. All right. <laughs>
So where are you right now? Uh, in Lubbock. Lubbock? Yes. Did we already talk about this? I mentioned it to you, I think, in the, the very when first I reached email? out to you. Because you know that I'm in Abilene. Yes. Uh, which, when I first heard of you, I was in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, man, right there by my family's home. And then, yeah. So hold so. on. Okay, that this is this interests me. And here's Rick. Hey, I'm here finally. Okay, so Rick, she just said when I first heard of you, I lived in San Francisco. How, explain that. So after I finished my PhD in neurotoxicology, I went to work as a private toxicologist at a consulting firm in San Francisco, and that is where I ended up losing the most massive amount of weight that I had and got it on my health journey. And so I started listening to people like. Rob Wolf, John Kiefer, all of those guys, right. which then brought me to Jason Seibe. Yes, I talked Sarah, to Jason today. Yeah, Sarah Fragoso, and I went and trained with them some, and then you were doing a uh, stand-in podcast one day yes. for them when Sarah was gone, and uh, so that's how I heard of you That's years a, ago. That's awesome. Yeah, that was like 23. 20- 14, I think. That was and right it, around the time I was finishing my PhD in neurotoxicology. <laughs> That's not correct. <laughs> he does not have that at all. Reeling off and calling from a walkie-talkie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. That like the whole like the how I became friends with like Jason and Sarah was like if you go to like a, like if you're a basketball fan and you like went to a basketball game and you were like, well, I like LeBron James. I want to be friends with him. And then you suddenly then you, like a year later, like you are. Like yes. it was the most ridiculous like set of circumstances. And then I ended up actually said hello to you and Jason at Paleo FX one year. And then right after that, you guys talked about a, you did a podcast where you guys were singing in the car in Austin. And <laughs> I was like, I was totally there. You were there. Yes. I remember yeah. God, We, we talk about that all the time. Uh, <laughs> kind of surprised we were, didn't time you there. That's kind of, kind of weird. We, are you surprised? What? You didn't big timer. Oh, I don't big time anyone. Listen, I'm Mark Rogers of the Simply Human Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. Well, let's do this. Uh, okay. Um, Rick, we're going to guess her birthday. Her, Your birthday hey, is... Did we, we, we come down to the pronunciation of your last name? Yeah, it's through it. You were right. I was right. Yeah. Rick from the corner for three. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of basketball uh, uh, references here. And the Dallas Mavericks are playing right now. Um Oh, and Rick, she's in Lubbock. Oh, well then, you're in uh, the place of my birth, and so I can say this because I'm from there, but a place that smells weird. Okay. It uh, smells what? Weird. It smells smells like cow poop. And the water tastes funny. Oh, yeah. 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 Can I make a a very quick confession before we move on? Yeah, sure. Rick, you were born in Lubbock? You didn't know that? (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Born and uh, lived there for the first four years of my life. What? Yep. I had I had no. If you had asked me where you were born, I would not have put we Lubbock. Have known each other for coming up on thirty years, and you didn't know that. No. <laughs> Was yeah. Rob born in Lubbock? Yes. Yes. Carrie, where were you born? In Lubbock. In Lubbock. Where? You, uh, what? I was, at, I was born at Methodist Hospital. As was I. Oh my, oh my god. Okay. Well, are y'all listen, twins? I, I, I'm going to have to nail, <laughs> nail the birthday here, the birthday guest. I get to go first. It's February 29th, 1980. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rick's birthday. That's Rick. No, that is not my birthday. Dang it. 
Okay. okay I'm going to go with June 9th. Oh, man. It's June 16th. Okay. So I am very clearly like. Uh, You're within a week. The best of all of these. And I just used a joke <laughs> guess because it's six nines. So yeah. Nice. Well, you, you got to within a week. That's very impressive. But you're not a cancer then. That makes you a what? Gemini. Gemini. Okay. You're almost a cancer. I wish I wasn't a cancer. I'm a cancer. Anyway, so summer birthday. So were you always, were you young for your age or old for your, like for your grade? Yeah. I'm young. Okay. Yeah. I was also young for my grade and I, and I, I didn't like it. You know, I had friends like driving a whole year before you. Well, I grew up on a farm, so I had a hardship license, so I got to drive years before everybody else. But my, my parents freaked me out when they told me I couldn't date until I was 16. Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't date till I'm a senior. This is bad. Oh, senior <laughs> at 16. <laughs> so, Where, uh, where's this farm located? Is it in actual Lubbock or is it the surrounding? No, our farm is seven miles west of Post, and it's in between Post and Tohoka. My mother was born on a farm in Littlefield. Oh, yeah, that's pretty close. Here's, well, the opposite direction. Yeah. Though. Rick, what is the post mascot? The post uh, toasties. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the post antelopes. Okay. And um, were they cotton farmers? Were you, are you, was it yeah. a cotton farm? We that's are what? cotton farmers. That but now the, the post toasties thing is actually a deal because that's where our town got its name is when C.W. Post, who made the, the cereal, mm -hmm. he had allergies. And so he had to come to a place that was dry. So he came to West Texas and created that town. Are you serious? I had always read, and this, this may or may not be true, that like he invented like cornflakes because they were super bland and they were given to people at like an insane asylum. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hey, super rich foods and stuff that tastes good will make them go crazy. So we have to have like the world's blandest food. I don't know where. And now that's a thing. Yes, <laughs> and now and and now we are just causing gut dysfunction and neurological dysfunction with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Know, right, it's my let's, problem. Let's hear it for corn. <laughs> let's hear it for cornflakes. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's let's we did the birthday. So June sixteenth was your birthday. Okay, so tell us your journey. You already kind of did. Uh, you mentioned it, but really sort of unpack it. You started in Lubbock. How did you get to where you are now? Okay, so I, right after I graduated from high school, I gained a lot of weight. And by the time I graduated undergrad, I weighed 300 pounds. Okay. And I got my undergrad in biology and math, uh, went on to teach high school, then went on for a master's degree in environmental toxicology, this whole time weighing 300 pounds, toting it around the world, you know, trying to live a life of somebody with that weight. And it was, uh, went on for a PhD in neurotoxicology at Texas A&M. And at that point, I got a personal trainer. And the whole time I was working on my PhD, I saw my trainer three days a week and I did kickboxing and I did yoga and I did Pilates and a bunch of other things. I lost some weight, but really over the eight years that I was working on, on my master's and PhD, only lost about 60 pounds and which is great. 60 pounds is less is awesome, but not good enough right. um, for somebody that weighs 300. So I, Finished up my PhD, went to San Francisco to work at a private 
toxicology consulting firm. And at that job, I was able to do expert witness work. And whenever you are an expert witness, you look at all of the data that is published on whatever the topic is that you've been hired to be an expert witness for, and you come up with an opinion. And when I was doing that, it was weird to me because I would look at the same set of literature that the plaintiff, the plaintiff expert were looking at, but I would come up with a different opinion. So it became very clear to me that just because the research says X, Y, Z does not mean that that's really what the research says. And so that, along with me having some weird instances where I had to go without carbohydrates for a week because I was sleeping in my office and trying to get work done and all that was there was shrimp and I would just eat shrimp for a week, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, and I would lose weight, weirdly lose weight. Yeah. So I started putting all of this together, started understanding that what the common knowledge was with regards to diet was actually not biochemically logical. It didn't work with the science. It didn't work with insulin. It didn't work with all the neurological hormones and how they work in the body. And so when I stopped doing all the diets and instead looked at the science and said, how does the human body work with this chemical that is food? Because as a toxicologist, we study chemicals. Ah, yes. I dropped all the rest of my weight. I ended up losing 165 pounds, wow. and it took less than two years to do it. Oh, wow. Wow. And so, oh, and then the other thing that I also stopped doing was working out so much. Right. I, I also realized I was working out far too hard far too much cardio, far too many things that were stressing my adrenals, and instead started lifting heavy objects regularly, you know, got a great deadlift booty <laughs> and, you know, some great excellent muscle and then lost the fat to show it off. So, uh, wow. oh, well, okay, let me just interject here. Another thing that happened even before the weight started coming off was that my thyroid came online I lost all my acid reflux. I lost, you know, all of these things that I thought were normal and normal to aging completely went away. My arthritis went away as well, even before I lost weight. Oh, wow. Wow. And that's, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that have that story or people that are on the show that have that story. They're like, this isn't, this doesn't make any sense. Like this isn't how it's supposed to be. We were just talking about farming, micro farming and, and how they don't, uh, this, this, uh, this guy does like no till farming where it's just like, you just put compost down and just let it mm -hmm. be. And it's like, it's how, that's how it's designed to be. Um, well, as a, as a toxicologist, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on the idea that, um, obesity is not an epidemic of like just a bunch of lazy people who overeat and have no willpower, but it is an epidemic of hormonal dysregulation. That is absolutely correct. And I am a good example of that because I was never lazy. I was in marching band and I played basketball and I snow skied and I water skied and I never sat around and did nothing. I was always active. And yet I could still weigh 300 pounds. Right. I also wasn't 
I wasn't lazy. I also wasn't stupid, right? I got four degrees in my life and then now, you know, even more now. And so, yeah, it's not about actually how active you are or necessarily how much you eat. It is what that food specifically does to your brain and changes your behavior. And sometimes it's an addiction type thing where you're actually stimulating the amygdala that's giving you more serotonin and dopamine and it's making you eat more because that was good. Do it again. But sometimes it is about hormone dysregulation that makes you never get hungry. So that's something that happened to me is I had no off switch for food. I could just, and I actually, I still don't. Um, I'm not sure if I will ever totally recover from that, but I had no off switch. And so, and then if you change up your hormone sensitive lipase and these other hormones that actually help you release the fat from the fat cells, you know, if that hormone is turned off, then even if your calories are low, the fat doesn't want to release from the fat cells. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I think, you know, eating and snacking and like that, you you know, you might have seen like some, there's like some old person that, you know, that, that is thin and they just, they don't, their diet isn't very good. Well, look, look at their time, that timing of when they eat, they probably Mm -hmm. didn't eat every two hours and, and had their insulin just gone consistently in the bloodstream at, at higher levels than where, like you mentioned that that hormone sensitive lipase can't be present in the bloodstream. Um, and so your thoughts on fasting, and I know that's a big thing right now and people are, uh, intermittent fasting has kind of been a thing for the better part of a decade and it's catching on a little bit more. And what are the, the, do you fast? What are the benefits of fasting from a toxicology's perspective? So the initial benefit of fasting is always about autophagy and cleaning up the cells that are in the body. Either cells that are dying and not doing well, they will get cleaned up. Cells that have had their DNA damaged, you know, and potentially precancerous cells can then be gotten rid of, recycled. And then just organelles within each cell, you know, clean up the junky mitochondria and, you know, produce better mitochondria within a cell. That is the first and foremost important thing about fasting. You can fast to lose weight. And that is if you just cut your total calories while you're fasting. There are the uh, pre-diabetics and diabetics. Diabetics or type 2 diabetics anyway can also benefit from fasting because uh, it will decrease their insulin so low for so long that allows their cells to actually become insulin sensitive again. So that's useful. Now, a problem, though, that has come up with fasting, you know, and this is this way throughout the industry. And this is a big gripe of mine that we get on these bandwagons and then everybody does it without right. actually knowing what they're doing. And somebody tries to make money off of it. Right. But there, fasting is a stress to the body. Right. So depending on your level of stress and what is going on in your life and how quality your diet is when you do eat makes a difference on whether fasting will benefit you or not. It can actually stress you so much that you get 
an adrenal response and end up not feeling better right and not losing weight yeah it's like you fast for a day or two days that's a stress and then and then the rest of the week you're eating inflammatory foods and you're you're doing a lot of things that are also stressors on your body and you're never giving yourself a chance to recover it's just you like yeah there's definitely a right and wrong way to do it Yes. And I allow my clients to intermittent fast if they want to. I don't require it. And I watch them very carefully. Right. And if I don't see that their fasting is bringing on the results that we would want, I make them go go back to eating again. Right. Right. Um, okay. So let's talk about... Um, it's just there's a bunch of stuff I'm trying to figure out what's what I want to get to first because it's a lot. So you mentioned this uh, in an email, uh, how money is kind of everything and, and how the industry is kind of set up uh, really, I mean, not with your best interest and your uh, the, the patient's best interest in mind. Now, and not even from like a necessarily like a, uh, uh, what am I trying to say, like uh, malintent? evil like the doctors aren't coming at this from like we're going to hurt you this is just the system that they're in and it's like you know it's like we uh we used to tell people to smoke Mm -hmm. hey smoking is good it's good to clean out your lungs there right yeah there's no uh, dr pepper 10 2 and 4 (laughs) yeah i mean the same kind of thing like what are we uh, oh i i know uh you know blake simply humans own blake rick who's been on the show lots of times we were i I was in alabama with him this weekend we were talking about a couple of doctors go on that trip with us they're orthopedic surgeons and we were talking about the opioid deal and how they're they're kind of managing like getting people not either off of or never on the yeah. Vicodin and codeine and all that. And and Blake played college football and he said his dad always had Vicodin yeah. uh, and would give him two Vicodin after every football game in college. And he was doing that like as a, I'm just being a good dad. Here's take these for your Here, pain. Take, take these uh, drugs. Right. Drug and, and, you know, and luckily like Blake is like hu- a huge person and never like uh, developed an addiction or anything. But like that was, that's so all that to say, these doctors aren't, I, it, I, well, I let had, me, let me explain my, my okay. point of view on that. The doctors are in a tough situation because, well, not just doctors, but everyone only knows what they've learned or, or what they've choose to choose to go out and learn right. on their own. And the system is set up right now that it teaches doctors only very specific things. Right. And they get three hours and I don't mean three hours like a three-hour right. college course. Like three I mean hours three hours of nutrition, and they get zero on fitness. And yet we go to them and say, hey, doc, I'm overweight. How do I lose weight? Or And, you know, what are they going to tell you? Right. Yeah, eat, exactly eat less, study eat less, move more. And they don't really know the answer. And then they're so busy that they can't sit around and read all the current literature. Right. So it's... It's a problem, but what they need to learn is to farm that piece of it out to other people like me right. who do know nutrition, who do know fitness and can take it and heal people. So that's the doctor yeah. you know, point of view there. But let me tell you, though, the, the pharmaceutical industry yeah, that's different. is a whole nother ball game. And if you don't mind, I would like to do a tiny rant. Rant you, on you that. You may rant in three, so, two, one. Okay. So I was watching 
TV the other day. I was watching Supernatural and this ad comes on for exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. And this is just, it's real simple. It's where the pancreas doesn't produce enough digestive enzymes to break down the food in the small intestine. And you get gas and bloating, diarrhea, stomach pain, and we, smelly stool. We know a little bit about that, don't we, Rick? <laughs> we, we have a, well, we have a friend who doesn't have a pancreas and you just uh, described his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> he sends us uh, audio clips of it sometimes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the industry though, will tell you, if you have this, the industry will say you're broken. You need a drug to get better, you know, pills and medicine forever are your only hope. There are six main drugs on the market right now that are used to treat this. And they cost about $550 a month. Well, the thing is, is that all of that is a bunch of lies. And it truly is lies because there are three causes of exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. And they are the wrong food, too much sugar, and too much stress. Hmm. So I treat this all the time in my office. All I have to do, I remove grains, legumes, dairy, and starchy carbs for four weeks. I do add a supplement and the supplement costs a hundred dollars a month. And I put them on it for three months and I coach them in a meditation practice. After the four weeks, I reintroduce some of the foods that I took out. After three months, I remove the supplement, but then I continue to encourage their meditation. Okay their pancreatic insufficiency completely goes away because it just, it makes the pancreas do what it's supposed to do. And then it's no longer insufficient. Right. Right. So the thing is, is doctors are ignorant about the situation. Big pharma knows and they just want to make a buck. And the, the, the thing is, is the reason I know they know is because that, $550 $550 drug that they're getting the giving them is the same thing I give and it's just digestive enzymes and it only costs a hundred dollars a month. And so in my mind, you've got medicine that's killing the body in the pocketbook. Whereas really whole real food, smart thinking and a daily practice and an excellent lifestyle is what heals you. Right. Yeah, but people just, you know, you're kind of blindly going in and saying, well, this is the doctor I'm going to say, do whatever they want. And uh, there's a, we had a woman on, uh, I hadn't posted this show yet, but she had wrote a book called Trust Your Doctor, Just Not That Much. Um, (laughs) And it's just like, you know, just kind of taking control. We talk about this a lot on the show, like taking control uh, over your body and not just trusting. I mean, that was, that seems like a very uh, antiquated way of doing things. Just like, okay, well, I guess I'll do this. But I mean, it's like another example. My mom has type two diabetes and has for a long time. And she went and saw a new doctor and her blood sugar has been like crazy high and she, they're trying to figure it out. And new doctor gave, she gave her a little pamphlet, you know, like for new diabetic patients. And I, fli- I, I should like, well, I just don't want to like, I'm not going to obviously name names or anything, but it's just like posting name this, names, I demand yeah, it. posting this, uh, pamphlet online. There is not one word about nutrition in the pamphlet, mm-hmm. not one word about it. It's all about the, the, the devices and the medicine and, and all that stuff. I mean, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. And those diabetic medications actually 
hurt the person worse. They will make the blood work normalize within a short period of time, but they are actually exacerbating the problem. And if the person ever goes off the meds, they will rebound and it'll be worse than before. Right. That's right. Um, so let's see. So what is like what we, we this is a tough one because I get this question a lot and it's like, OK, where do I start? What's the you know, and everybody kind of has their answer on that. But like what is when you're working with somebody like what's what's the place that you're like, OK, this is the easiest thing to do, like like starting now. Right now, remove the grains, remove all the dairy except for yogurt, and significantly lower any sugar. That right there will make a huge amount of difference because it will, in short term, within two days, alter the way the brain is perceiving it, the body's health. And it will change the hormone production and you will immediately feel better. You'll have better control of your food. And then you can sort of think straight and figure out the next step. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're, um, if the windshield is all, is all clogged up then you can't even see, that's the, that's a problem. It doesn't really matter where you're going uh, if you can't see. Uh, yes. I put people on a two week kind of starter program and it really is just to clear the windshield right. because after they come back in at after two weeks they are really ready to hear ready to listen and ready to make the long-term changes and the diet that they need to be on forever yeah what are some things that you recommend uh, for people resources what what are the books that you uh, tell people they need to read oh man the primal blueprint is probably one that everybody can relate to very well because Mark Sisson doesn't get real crazy in his recommendations. Right. And so Mark Sisson's Primal Blueprint, that's simply, a big simply one. Simply Human's Own, Mark Sisson. Yeah, we've had him on, yeah. Been on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, usually people are not ready to look at those resources for a while right. they are looking at me like deer in headlights right. and are just trying to absorb everything i say that, that's but if I'll they have hang them around and after you uh if they don't just run away from you thinking you're psycho which i get that a lot like this yeah. guy doesn't know what he's yeah. talking about yeah the uh and then i always I give them some recipes that I have, but then they always want recipe books. And, you know, the easiest one to get people to do is Sarah Fragoso's original Every, uh, Every, Everyday Paleo. Everyday Paleo, yep. Great stuff. Yeah. So where can people find you? What are your, uh, where's your website and all that good stuff? So my business is called Fully Fueled Fitness. I named it that because a big light bulb moment for me was when I discovered that food was fuel. Right. And so I am at fullyfueledfitness.com and that's my website. It tells my story. Um, I'm starting a new online coaching class there. And so the information about there, uh, about that class is there also. Cool. And um, I have a gym in Lubbock. It's called Fully Fueled Fitness and we do Russian kettlebells. We do powerlifting, barbells, uh, lots of body weight stuff and get people super duper healthy. 
Do you know any of the CrossFit coaches in uh, in Lubbock? I don't know them by name or by their faces, but I know where all the CrossFit gyms I, are. I think it was, uh, <laughs> I used to go to, when I was doing CrossFit, I would go to CrossFit 806. No, that's an Amarillo. Oh, I can't think, I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. His uh, name was uh, Cody. Anyway, yes, that was a great story. Oh, oh Cody. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I bet, yeah, I, I, I would go up there a lot. Um, it's going to, Cody Settle was his name. Uh, Hub City CrossFit. Hmm. That's what it is. Hub City CrossFit. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm from, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So. I did it. Okay, so then la- the last question, what is something you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? doesn't have to be fitness related. doesn't have to be anything related to what we've been talking about. Something you- I, do, I do sci-fi and fantasy cosplay. What? Oh, really? What is that? I- I dress up like random characters. Um, for example, Daenerys Targaryen, Game of Thrones, with my little dragon. I just now... wait. What is that game of what? I, I'm not familiar with Shut that. Up, is it? Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> and then, uh, like today, I just finalized my Sith. Uh, oh, because it's coming outfit up. Because I'm going to wear it to the premiere. Yes, that is oh of Star Wars. What uh, date? What is the date on that? December twentieth. <gasps> I'm excited about that. I this year, this calendar year, I have watched all oh. of the eight, eight episodes. Eight. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. I've watched all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Plus, yeah, because it's not just the eight. You've got Rogue One, right. and Solo. I love yeah. Solo. Is Harrison Ford one of the top five male actors of all time? Well, he's one of my top five. Rick. Uh yes. <gasps> All right. I, we did that recently. We tried to figure out who are your top five favorite actors, and it was a lot harder because once you like start throwing in all the other names, you're just like, oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, I can't believe I forgot about. Oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> I forgot about Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the, the, the Rock. That's what everybody else calls. Oh, yeah. Him. Okay. Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Dwayne is what I I played college ball with him. Um. I did, I did not. Cool. All right. Well, Carrie, this has been awesome. Thank you so much uh, for doing this. And I will shoot you an email when this uh, goes up. It'll probably be in the next week or so. And uh, we'll get it going. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Carrie. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. That was Carrie. That was Carrie. Uh- all the Star Wars movies this year. <laughs> okay, so that's like how. What is, what else is that? It's like saying I have tried all of the Bluebell ice cream flavors. Listen, I ate all of the uh, variety packs of the cereal this year. Got <laughs> all the flavors. Of the, the chips were all represented. <laughs> the chip testing line. Oh man, it's very small world to meet someone else from Lubbock. I know. How about that? Um, and I'm sorry we no, ruined no, the no, intro. Talks. You can tell when she she's got she's got a little Lubbock in her. You can tell when she talks. Yeah, and uh, too bad we ruined the show with the (laughs) cross talk. (laughs) Sorry, Carrie, about that. Uh, But very cool that she the whole Jason side. Yeah, and uh, I actually just kind of randomly talked to Jason today just about a bunch of different stuff. Just kind of. Nothing business related or podcast related, just kind of catching up. So, you know, Rob Wolf, speaking of Rob Wolf, moved to New Braunfels, Texas. Well, I didn't know that. And you would, yeah. So, 
uh, he, he's posted all about it on his Instagram and everything. And so now Jason's like, is that by, down there by you? And I was like, well, like not really, but in relation the to people, Portland, the people that aren't from here don't understand. Right, it's like, right. Oh, here's a person that lives in Texas. Yeah. Is that you? like, no, you could literally drive for 12 hours in one direction and still be in Texas. Right. Well, so, I mean, but you know, somebody from Portland, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's in the ballpark, uh, in relation to Portland. So I think he's talking about maybe coming down, uh, like in the spring or something and, uh, he's coming to see Rob and then coming up to see us. And if he does that, we should try to make all three get together. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. All right. Um, we got a lot of, of, uh, shows coming up. We're booking into January and February. So tell your friends and listen to us. You can donate now. I've got the donate now button. Uh, we've made a whopping $20. Did I send you the $10 for that? You did not. No, I did. No, I did. I remember. Uh, no, you didn't. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember totally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah we got that so the donate now button um and uh i don't know what else don't use health IQ. i mean we know that i heard an uh i saw an ad for them the other day on tv or uh, on tv or something <laughs> did you throw the remote at the tv and curse i wanted to take out like an uh, opposing ad right after that like, <laughs> this is what health iq doesn't want you to know <laughs> They're liars about being sponsors of your show. <laughs> like that's only like that's such a, like a it only affects like two two people on the whole planet. Like we take out like a whole ad about it. Oh man! <laughs> All right. Well, Rick, our recent our, our most recent hiatus is now over. We're now back with uh you know full throttle foot on the foot on the gas. Foot on the gas. Uh, tip of the week is. Go see all the Star Wars movies. Tip of the week is if you only eat before noon uh, <laughs> calendar year, don't uh, guzzle down like uh, two gallons of Bloody Mary and then not have a bathroom plan. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the previously on. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Okay. Um, yeah, there's very good t- two tips. From, Mar- from Mark and Rick. Mark and Rick's tips. Brought to you by... They're, they're touching. <laughs> touching each other right now. But, <laughs> hey, hang on. I have something to tell you off air. That's going to do it for this edition of the Zoom Human Podcast. And remember... Okay, Rick, this story I have not told anyone yet, so I don't know if it's a, if it's going to be funny or not. Well, that's a great way to start off a funny story. So until next time, enjoy yourself.